Welcome back. I'm your host, Aquel Jackson. And thanks for joining me as we kick off our very first live Athletes Unplugged show. I guess joining us today is my friend and former teammate, Josh Cribbs. He's currently considered one of the greatest returners to ever play the game of football in the National Football League. He currently sits third all time in career return yards as well as kickoff returns. And he's sitting at the top spot with eight kickoff returns for touchdowns, some that no one else has ever done in the history of the National Football League. My friend and future Hall of Famer, Josh Cribbs. How you doing? Man, everything is going on. Everything is great. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great time right now, man. And, uh, you know, especially here in Cleveland. I stayed in Cleveland. I know we from DC. Right. You know, right, we got right. and but uh I'm I'm out here in Cleveland, man, enjoying enjoying this team, man, that's finally doing big things. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because we all know that fan base is is in dire need of having a winner. And that's what Eric Berry or Andrew Berry and, and yeah. you know, he's done a phenomenal job. I had the chance to to work with Andrew Berry over at the coast. So I understand his level of winning, and he's done nothing but bring winners to that franchise, man. And I was with you. When Andrew yes, yes, Curry that's right, there. that's right, he that's right, me, absolutely. He brought me to the Colts as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So before we before we get into it, I told you offline, let's have a drink because I have to say congratulations again, and I can say congratulations to myself as well. This weekend, we're both being honored for the newest class of Browns legends this weekend, yes. where it's going to be golf going on, uh, obviously a, a, a banquet that, that we're going to be take part in. So cheers to that, brother. I'm going to have my drink cheers, throughout. Brother. So cheers. Oh, yeah, Congrats. brother. Cheers. Yes, sir. So so as we kick things off here, man, I, I just want to – I like the viewers to understand who you are as a person. I, right. I played with you, what, seven years, I believe. You were with the Browns for eight years. I was with the Browns for eight years. And you're from the Washington, D.C. area, currently where I currently reside. This is where I call home base. So walk me through the life of Josh Cribb as a as a youth and as, you know, parents being in a being former Marines. Is, is that correct? Yeah, you know, what absolutely. Was, what was life like for, for you in uh, the D.C. area? OK, uh, quick background. Parents, both military Marines. That's how, uh, you know, they got to Washington, D.C. and the Marine barracks. Um, both Marines, Pop Vietnam. And, um, you know, so that's how I grew up. Father ended up being a police officer 25 years in the police force. Mom working federal uh, Bureau of Engraving and Printing where they print the money. Wow. So <laughs> me growing up in D.C. <laughs> in the nation's uh, capital, uh, I had an interesting childhood and um, just flanked by a police officer on one end. And then my mom was a, a pastor. <laughs> yeah, so you had a, so that was pretty much a strict household, pretty much. I, absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, even though I'm the youngest of three, you know, uh, it it wasn't. I was all. I, I I would say that people would say, "Oh, that's the preacher's kid," or, you know, uh, oh, no. <laughs> how the preacher's kid supposed to act. So to speak. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's I, I, awesome. I, when I was doing my research, I, I, I realized that I'm like, wow, I didn't know both of your parents served time in the Marines. And I can understand how by what being your teammate in Cleveland, you were you were about a book, man. You were a pros pro. You did it the right way all the time. The Cleveland fans love you. Uh, your teammates love you. So let's let's skip. Let's skip a little way. Let's go to high school. 
because okay. Dunbar University, you're you're you you actually your teammate was one of my former teammates and our mutual friend. Yeah. And I, I yeah. didn't know at the time you guys had won three state championships at Dunbar. A three, Is that right? a three peat, a three peat, a three and, a three peat. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. So, so Dunbar, you know, and we had a lot of guys come out. Uh, you know, uh, not just uh, Vernon Davis and myself, but also um, Aurelius Ben, Vonte Davis, his younger right, brother, right. played with the, at the coast as well. So it was a lot of football talent. But that that kind of set the stage for you know growing up in dc you know how every kid want to mm -hmm. go to the nba every kid want to play professional sports where at dunbar we kind of made that dream more of a reality and it started yeah. off with you know kind of having like a brotherhood you know so we all had summer jobs right. but our summer job was at the school and uh, i see yes they made it so we would work at the school but at the same time we would do our work uh, early and then be out on a track, you know, conditioning and training and lifting weights. So it was, it was a lot of schools that kept protesting against us. Like, right, man, they right. get paid. To, they the, the team. Man, that was an all star team, man. That's an yeah, all star team. Right. All these guys playing in the NFL. You Absolutely. know, Bernie was a fourth how, pick of the draft. Right. Absolutely, that's, man. That's how I got to uh the the college. Um, so you know, I had. So, so I noticed, uh, obviously, I know you you played the game uh, at the quarterback position. And I'd only known you from the time we met as a returner. So, right. so let me ask you this. How has playing quarterback helped you as a returner? You know, because obviously mm. you put up some Hall of Fame numbers. You never returned kicks or kickoff returns in college. Right. And so right. you had an opportunity and I, I did my homework. I you had an opportunity to go to the the, the Washington football team, or uh, who was it? The and the Cleveland Browns, and pretty much everyone else who reached out. They really was using you as a camp body, right? You know, so what do what do you think the tools that helped you play the, the quarterback position in high school and in college helped you as a returner? Well, being a leader, you know, the quarterback mm -hmm. is the leader of the team. And I mm -hmm. felt like when I made it to the NFL, not not like making the team, but when I finally got an opportunity to play, to, to, to show them my stuff as a quarterback, I'm like, man, that helped me temper any fears or doubts about myself. I'm like, in my, in my mind, my mental, I'm thinking like, man, I was right. a quarterback, man. I don't have to enter right. Right. into Brown's camp like I'm a rookie to football. Like, mm -hmm. I know this. Mm -hmm. If I know anything mm – -hmm. You know, I know this. Right, right, right that, That's right. how I approached it. Like, I'm a leader. So I use those leadership right. qualities, those leadership uh, uh, intuitions to, to help um, downgrade any fears or doubts about my own athletic ability. Right, right. Which I know I, I completely get that because we, we have some similarity in that, right? Because when I started playing football, I was always a linebacker and a quarterback. And I tell people all the time, Exact something similar to what you just said. The fact that I knew I had a responsibility of 10 other guys as a quarterback helped me Absolutely. play the linebacker position and understand what it meant to be a signal caller and make checks mm -hmm. and all those different things. So let me go right. back to high school for a minute because I want to make sure everyone knows how productive and how elite you played the game. Your senior year in high school, you throw for over 2,000 yards. Uh, you have nine tugs, five interceptions. What was the recruiting process? Were you highly touted at all? 
because you just rolled off a few names that I know we both know that played in the NFL and none of those guys went to Maryland. Like what right. was that process like for you being as productive as you were to see what the landscape of your possibilities of playing D1 football looked like for you? So in high school, being surrounded by talent, we're still in the inner city. It still looked at like, okay, your level of difficulty, who are you going to play? Who who have you played against? The level um, of competition. I, exactly. I was getting recruited as a safety. They mm. were looking at me, Maryland, uh, Loxley came down there. He yeah. was like, look, yeah. you red shirt, red shirt, come on to Maryland, yeah. red shirt, be a safety. I'm like, man, I'm mm. I'm calling the shots up here. So I Syracuse, right? Red sure you can be a safety for us. I, I know you want to play quarterback, but uh we got a safety position. I thought everybody wanted me to play on on the defensive side of the ball. And but you uh, hadn't played defense, right? I had not played play. defense. I had not played defense. I think you know, at the collegiate level, you know, if you're a quarterback, they feel like okay, that's the most athletic person. He can he can be the uh the safety on defense and kind of do the same leadership capabilities in the right, back end. Right, right. However, you you said it, man. It's your level of difficulty, who are you playing? We played a team out here in Ohio. They was ranked at the time called St. Ignatius. And yeah, yeah. Their, oh, yeah. Their, oh, yeah. Yeah, their high One school the, a powerhouse. Was at a state of, yes, a powerhouse. And college scouts was there to see some of their guys. And they ended right. up seeing me. And gotcha. I had I got a scholarship right off of that game. We played them, you know, better than any. They were ranked third in the nation. We went yeah. in there and, and put a hurt on them with okay. all our okay. talented guys. Me being the quarterback, I had got yeah. offered a scholarship that day of the game. Wow, wow, that's impressive. That impressive, and that was a scholarship from Kent State, obviously. And that was a scholarship from Kent State. They were there to oh. see a lineman, and they found their quarterback. That that so your story is so unique because you go from being a guy that was probably definitely we can both agree you were overlooked in high school, and it was oh, at definitely. a time where thing you know it was now it's becoming a trend in the National Football League with Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and you know uh, Patrick Mahomes and all those guys the ability to be able to run and throw. I say I say that to say this when you were in Kent State I looked at some of the 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 uh, just the, the legacy that you left and the records yeah. that you have. Yeah. I mean, you go down the list of playing quarterback. Your freshman year, there was only – you were one of two true freshmen that year to not only rush for over 1,000 yards but to pass for over 1,000 yards. That was unheard of, and you did it for two consecutive seasons. And and I'll say this before you answer. Your final – your career stats at Kent State, you ran the football for over 3,500 yards rushing as a quarterback and you threw for over 7,000 yards. Let me say this. There's only you and uh, and three other people in the history of the NCAA has been able to achieve that. And that's phenomenal. So you were elite mm. at the, the high school level. You were elite at the college level. So let me ask you this. What was draft? What was your draft process like? Because you were mm. highly productive. You, you, you mm. led, no one has more rushing touchdowns than you in Kent state. No one has more pass completions than you in Kent state. No one has, more all-purpose yards than you at Kent State. What the hell happened leading up to the 2005 NFL draft? Nothing happened. I worked oh, out for the I worked out for the Washington football team, ran a full four twice for yeah. them. I wow. worked out uh, for Cleveland, 
And um, I tell you this, uh, uh, Washington coaches was all on. They called me back in after everybody left. They were like, man, look, uh, we, if we get you late, late in the late rounds, you know, you're from here, so you got to be focused and you got to do this. And, I mean, they get they led me to believe that they wanted me to quail, like they wow. was going to take me. Wow. And wow. Do you, you know, remember retro, who the GM was at that time? I, I don't. I don't. It's so funny because when I left there and when I went, ended up going to Cleveland, it was almost out of sight, out of mind, mm. you know, because mm. I had such a good workout, a, a good camp with, uh, with uh, the Washington football team. And, it was something because I grew up watching them. I grew up watching them at RK, RFK Stadium. My house mm -hmm. wasn't too far mm -hmm. away. I used to listen to the the, the, right. the crowd, the stadium crowd, you know, before right. they made the right. move to FedEx. So, you know, I had a dream to play there, mm -hmm. you know, but that was not my, my destiny. That was not the plan for me. So the draft came and went. Right. I'm I'm sitting right. there ready. Like, what was your agent? Was, Did you have a conversation with your agent? Like, where were you projected absolutely. to go? You were so productive, man. How did you not get drafted? Well, that's here, absolutely here, man. Here, there, it, you know. So, and I I talked to somebody a Brown Scout, and um, the point at the was Las Vegas too, Bowl or something, right? Right at the Las Vegas Bowl, he said this to me. He said. If anybody is drafting you as a quarterback, or no, anybody is uh, going to take you as a quarterback, they're going to use you as a camp body and immediately put you on the practice squad if you make the team. And that's the most right. that anybody else would do for you. We want you right. to come to Cleveland and be our returner right now. This I wonder who is who was this scout? Do you remember his this name? This is what the scout. I man, oh, it's so crazy. Gosh. I I seen him again at the um at the uh, the. Uh, Dang, the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Man, um, I, I need to know who this is because you were you were dominant in the with rough, the Chargers man. now. He's with the Chargers okay. now. Okay. okay. And um, it's funny because it came full circle for him. When I was out there coaching the Collegiate Bowl, he just had yeah, this yeah, awesome yeah. story to tell me. And he said That's once they awesome, signed man. me as a free agent, a priority free agent, he was like, they started clapping because they got me for cheap. That's what yeah, they hell yeah, they did. Hell yeah. He said they started clapping like, yeah, we snuck them in there. We got them. And so, for me, though, it was different to Quail, man. Thinking I should have right, right. had a chance. I thought, I think the best thing for me to have happened was not to be drafted. Because mm -hmm. not being drafted, I had this chip on my shoulder. Like, man, right. I, I ran for right. all these yards. I was putting the right. team on my back. Right, right. So I was, I was sort of angry with a chip on my shoulder. That you and, should uh, be. Yes. So I, I, you know, even though we, I had struggles and going into uh, training camp and the, mm -hmm. the staff and with the Browns, I, I, I promise you this. I wasn't going to let nothing come in my way of football, even though a lot of obstacles did arise immediately right. when I came to the Browns. And what were some of those? What, what, what are you implying? I, I don't I don't know this. What are you? Implying? Coaches. Coaches. Because uh, so, oh so Phil Savage. So the GM Phil Savage was there. Right. Yes. Romeo Cannell was the head coach. Yes. And I may be biased because Phil Savage drafted myself and he obviously had a hand in picking you. I think Correct. he's one of the an excellent scout and just what he what he can how he watches films, he can find the, the, the diamond in the rough. Right. Absolutely. And we've had Absolutely. conversations many years after I was drafted. So you get into camp and I know you have to have this lure. I know that you, you just want to make the team and they tell you you gotta what happens from them bring you in the camp and you deciding 
to catch punts and, and, and kickoffs. Like, how does that happen? How does a guy play quarterback? You just want to, I, I get it. You have a chip on your shoulder. You're trying to make the league. You're a priority free agent. At what point did you embrace it? Because you had an impact at the very, your rookie year. And right. your rookie season, you you set a franchise, a Browns franchise record in career and kickoff return yards over right. uh, 1,094 yards. How does mm-hmm. someone like you that's been so, that was so elite mm. and you're a Hall of Famer in Kent State embrace mm-hmm. such a different role? Man, you know what? It, it was so tough for me to uh, to play wide receiver not just returner, but you know, return was the special team guy, was the best special team side. I had to train mostly as a re, as a wide receiver to be active uh, on game day. So I used to right, look at guys right, like right. I used to look at Dennis Northcutt, right. look yeah. at Tony O'Brien, Braylon right. Edwards. I used to try to look at those yeah. guys and see how you're supposed to do it. When it came to mm. punt catching punts and kickoffs, I had mm. to look at the guys in front of me, literally, right, like right, I'm looking at right. them. Watching how they how they catch the ball, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that. Wow. Like, again, wow. again, it's football. I'm not, I can wow. I can pick the game of football. Up, man. This ain't <laughs> right, right. this ain't rocket science. It takes <laughs> right. it takes skill. Right. But no doubt. at the no same doubt. time, at the same time, I didn't. When I was a kid, I didn't. I didn't say this. I didn't say, man, I want to play quarterback in the NFL. Maybe I should have. Yeah, yeah. But I said I wanted <laughs> right. to play in the NFL, and I ain't care right. what it was. Yeah, so a lot of guys can't can't decide, you know, right. have too much pride to say, you know what, I want to play this position. Um, I'm gonna live by it or die by it. And somehow, some way, you were able to still play quarterback in a sense later in your career. In a sense. And also Absolutely. in a sense, and also mm-hmm. be as effective, if not one of the greatest returners in the history of the game. So walk me through this. Your rookie year against Cincinnati, 2005, your first mm. kickoff return. Do you remember mm-hmm. what happened? Because yes. I, I just, I just, <laughs> yo, I've yes. seen you, listen, when, when we played together, I've seen you absolutely blown up. You were one of the few guys in the league to never fair catch. And I'm like, right. man, Josh is crazy, man. There's no way I don't, right. I, there's no way I could do that. But you never <laughs> fair caught anything. It was rare. <laughs> so what, take me through what happens. You know, you're hyped up. You know, you're, you're, you're the starting kickoff returner. First game of the season. Cincinnati Bengals. Walk me through that. Man, I'm going to walk you through. I had a great preseason, right, because right. I made a team off of the preseason, like balling out, right? Right. right Opening right. kickoff. I get that thing kickoff nice and pretty. I'm running all my might fast, straight down the right. field. And pow! Yo. Yo, I From the front, somebody hit me oh from my the side. And I dropped fumble, the ball. You fumble. Yeah, you had to. You had to. I'm Man, listen. Dequel, that was my oh first concussion, Dequel. Oh my God. I didn't even I didn't even remember that play until somebody said I didn't even remember that I fumbled. That same play, I told my MCL on that play. Wow. wow. I told my MCL the <laughs> first play and didn't feel it to halfway through the game. I think wow. you no, 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 you weren't there yet. I was there a year. But I asked year somebody, after. right, the next year. I asked somebody, <laughs> like, dang, what happened? They was like, Nothing, man. You good. We got it. See, I, that's that I, old culture. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Nothing, I've man. seen you, you blown up. I saw that right. play recently, and I'm like, man, god damn. He started his career off getting hit like that. And yes. so so the next two weeks, obviously, you have an MCL sprain or what have you, a tear. Two weeks later, you miss two weeks. You come back against 
two weeks we, you had a bye. right and then you played detroit and that's your very first what 90 yard kickoff return how the with hell does someone on. do that with a knee brace with a, on with a knee brace on so you know what Training i always it. admired you know what i always admired about you the next year when i was drafted right um uh-huh. they obviously told me hey listen you got to play special teams and i was i think i was i ended up on first and second down but i started on every special team and one thing i always admired about you what made me take special teams seriously you were a player coach like we were in those beatings and it was one thing to hear from the special teams coach like you got to set up your block because i had to block the r5s or l5s right right in my mind those are the those are the badasses of the kickoff team absolutely they were linebackers or guys as big as me faster than me and just as strong as i was and i remember there was an instance where we had a team, we had a special teams meeting, and you were telling the front line guys how you're setting them up. Mm-hmm. And you would, if the return was left, you would start right. And you actually demonstrated it how we should position our hips, let them run up the field because they're watching me. The minute I cut, you cut left, now your block becomes easier. And then, right. I, you, you know, you taught us how to, if you have them inside, it's not holding. It's only when right. they disengage and your arms, you know, extend, then the flag is coming out. And I Absolutely. never, I never forget when you, you would lead <laughs> meetings, bro. And we took pride. I don't know if I ever told you this, the frontline guys, the kickoff team, like we took pride in making sure we created holes for you because let's face it, we didn't win many games in Cleveland. And right. that was the hot, that was our Super Bowl. That exactly. was our Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. It was the, it was the chance that, after the game, we knew we played good as a unit, even mm-hmm. though everybody would be upset on offense and defense. When we came into special teams meeting, it was a different atmosphere because we had kicked somebody's no ass. Yeah, we, no we, we done handled our business. No doubt. We, no look, doubt. most of my touchdowns came on losses. Yeah. Man. Most of the touchdowns, and we would lose, right. end up losing the game. So right. to have right. success in the special teams room, and I remember you been in there, Cause I remember all the players who actually who came through special teams and then graduated. And yeah, graduated right, 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 right. And, and once, we, once we graduated, yes. once we graduated the core, we made sure we let those guys come and you know block it for you. Like, and listen, we take special. this shit seriously. Like, right. you need to, you know, cribs is special. Like, it was a thing, right. man. Like, I those are some of my funnest memories during the game because, like you said, we didn't without win much. That, right, and without that, guys like you that came. That had a foundation that started mm-hmm. on special teams. See, when new guys came in, they didn't they didn't necessarily play special teams in college. But guys like right. you, who are vets, right. told those mm-hmm. guys, "Look, man, you want to see special, you want to see uh, offense or defense, any type of call. Look, man, special teams, you got to get your handle your business, man. We got a turner. Right. I remember all y'all used to say that, like, man, we got man. a returner, man. You block for him and make your job absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so then you you tear it up your rookie year, right? I'm going to go back a little second. You tear up your rookie year and you get rewarded this six-year contract. You know, a guy that was a priority free agent, I think they signed you for like $5,000, which is still good right. money, but relative to the sport, it exactly. wasn't much at all. Not at all. So now you get rewarded with a six-year contract. And through throughout that time, you become the Wildcat specialist. This is when Wildcat became a thing. So right. this whole thing about <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> In an essence, playing quarterback, right? Man, walk me through. How did that happen? Like, I, I understand we didn't, we weren't generating many points. 
And wow. I heard you do past interviews of you you saying that you would draw up plays, some plays yes. that you had you had at Kent State that was successful. Yes. And slowly but surely they started implementing, you know, plays that you were drawing up, particularly like uh what is it called? The flash package or something the like flash that. Right? Pack. Let me tell you this, man. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I didn't not that I didn't get along with our offensive coordinator at the time, Maurice Carthon. Right. It's mm. not that I didn't get along with him. Right. I used to draw up plays literally in the offensive meetings because I didn't play. I didn't really play offense. So in those right. meetings, while they watching film of themselves and the coaches were only coaching the guys that played, I'm drawing up our plays because every week, Dequel, right. I run it back <laughs> all the way to the 25 <laughs> or the 20. Right. I, going in the score. And Phil Dawson kicking the field goal from the 25. We done lost five yards before that. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, man, right. hey, and I, I'm not the one to be like, okay, the offense not moving the ball or scoring. I'm like, how could I make it better? So what did mm -hmm. I do? I'm sitting back there drawing up plays on my tablet. Like, man, this is <laughs> the Kent State play. I drew up a whole package. And late That's in crazy. the year, late in right. the year, D DQ, Late in the year, I gave him the play. I worked up enough in me and was like, hey, yeah, man, why think, not? Man, if you want to hear. And he didn't listen to it right away. He took it, looked at it like, man, all right, man. And two right. weeks later, two weeks later, that package was in. Everything I drew up, we took, I think he took like the best four plays I drew up. And that was our package. That's what we ran. We scored. We moved the ball. I was about to be like, hey, man, I know you ain't going <laughs> to give me some right. credit. Tell right. the DM. Hey, so so I was, so I, I'm, I did that so he tried to save his job. I'm like, man, right, man, right, because I want to win. I ain't care about job. I'm like, I want to win, man. I'm I'm playing no special teams. I'm doing good, but I want to win. Right. So so I told you that that's that's amazing how that happened. So I told you we're, we're live right now, and I told you EB was gonna have something to say. So I'm gonna pull up his comment. Oh right yeah, now. I can't really read. Oh, so he got jokes. I see everyone is bigger than you. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. EB, man. That's hilarious. EB, that's my guy, I've been man. Passing. Every time I go to Crocker Park, man, I uh, <laughs> one of EB favorite, his favorite spot, man, drinking wine <laughs> and hanging out after right, games right. and stuff, man. Yeah, that's that's what's up, mm -hmm. man. So so speaking of you drawing up plays and you know, Maurice Carthon Car finally coming along because we we just needed anything from the offensive standpoint just to generate right. first downs and touchdowns. There was one one play in particular that stands out to me. It was like it was a trick play. It was against the the New England Patriots. Patriots I think it was called yeah. uh, like a splash special. <laughs> yeah. What the hell did, did you come up homework. with this? Yeah. What the hell did you come up with this, man? <laughs> I didn't. We ran it in college. We ran Got that it. play in college, and I tell you this, um, Julian Edelman. So I ran it first in college, and then the same uh, coach ran it again in college with Julian Edelman, and then Julian and them. Took it from our game and said, look, Crib, they used it against us last right. year. Let's use it. They use it right. against another team. It was called Flash Flash uh Special. And uh um, Right, right. Because Julian Element played quarterback at Kent State, right? Exactly. A couple years behind right. me. And right, did the right. same thing. And I was able, and he he gives me a lot of credit, you know, opening doors for him, you know, me right. having success in the league. And then him getting drafted by the Patriots and being able to step in the shoes of, uh, I think, Amendola or something like that during the playoffs mm -hmm. and then right. having a lot of success. But, man, we ran that that flash uh, special against the Patriots. And you got to right. remember that year was 
a year, people didn't think we was going to do great things. And we right, end up beating right. them because we, we left nothing on the table. We, right, we put out right. all the stops. I walked up there as a quarterback, reversed mm-hmm. out, handed it to Stucky, who was been there. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then I, I and then that. I ran, I ran off to the side. <laughs> and they, they all chased me, but Stucky got the ball. It, it yeah, looked like a yeah. play from the little giants. That's yeah, it was it executed like. beautifully. It was executed right. beautifully. So, we so let me ask, do. so let, let me ask you this. I want to remind folks just how good, just how great you were and how elite you were at the, the high school level, the collegiate level, and now with the Browns. What does it feel like to have your name? I just looked up the list today. Your name is on the first a nominee on the first ballot of Hall of Fame. Mm. You know, what does that what does that mean to you? And just knowing growing up in D.C. and and being overlooked and not really highly touted and coming out of high school to being not drafted, you know, heading to the NFL to have the impact that you had and still being able to, you know, flex that muscle of playing quarterback to now you're considered one of the greatest returners to play in the National Football League. Man. What does that uh, mean to Josh Cribbs, man? You know what? It's surreal, DQ. It's surreal because just to be mentioned with the greats is good enough before even having an opportunity. Like, like, man, I get you telling me I get to – I play recess every day, football for recess. So when I talk (laughs) to kids, I tell them, look, I got paid millions of dollars to go to recess. Cause that's what right, playing for the right. Browns was like. It was like recess. Right. Like we got right. to do the we got to do what we love to do for a job. And yeah, pay, and they no paid doubt. us well. So no to be the best of the best in a sport after I was overlooked, mm. after I wasn't drafted, after I was passed on. And and right. to, even even for college, you know, mm. it, it just it, it brings everything to full circle. You know, my, my career brings everything into fruition. Uh, I also become a story for others, you mm-hmm. know, like no that, doubt. that no weren't doubt. drafted, mm-hmm. that think that it's over once they had to be a free agent, that they can't fight for something more, that they right. can't be great. Right. Like right. all the draft picks are not the only ones that end up being great. Right. You know, right. and, 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 and speaking of, you, you know what, it's the right. You know, let's go back to some of your great moments you had that were historical. And I had to, I had a chance. There's two instances. There's two scenarios. There was one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know where you're going with this because I know you talked about it at nauseum. But it's one of the greatest returns I've ever witnessed. Mm. It was in November. I think, believe it was 2007 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was, this is the year we won 10 games. And mm. not only was it a great return, but the situation of the game made it even greater. Because we were down 21-24. It was a high-stakes game. We're down, I, yeah, we're down 21-24. And the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, they know it's like, listen, we have to face this guy twice a year. We're not kicking to him. They made it their business not to kick to you. And on this particular instance, what I'm talking about is they squibbed it. And I remember yep. it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I I, I figured what you correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you intended to catch it off the bounce, off the squid. Yes. Yeah. It touches your hands, flips over your head. Now the ball is on the one-yard line. The timing is all screwed up from the R5, L5. All the blocking is all screwed up. Somehow, if you don't pick it up, there's two things going to happen. Either they tackle you on the one, it's an easy score for Pittsburgh, or you pick it up, it's a safety, they tackle you. Nothing 
good is, is going to come out of this. Somehow you were able to dodge four or five guys, tiptoe on the sideline, return it for 100 yards. One of the greatest returns I've ever witnessed. And tell me, what what goes through someone like you? Did you have time to think about it or was it just something that you just reacted to? And You know what? It was a little bit of both. I tell mm-hmm. you this, I remember like it was yesterday too. So I did want to catch it. I knew they were going to squib it. I tried to be smarter than, you know, I thought I was. <laughs> Try to catch the ball at a certain point before they, you know, I tried to make the squib not work. And that's how I hit my hands. I tried to catch it. I, miss, I mistimed it. So as soon as it tipped off my hands, I, I ran back to the ball and I immediately was, a, a calmness came over me. And I'm like, don't panic. I'm like, that's the only right. thing I couldn't do. We were well coached. <laughs> right. You got to remember, we are a well-coached mm-hmm. special teams unit. I'm like, don't panic. Um, one thing right. happens, DQ, when when a ball doesn't get kicked the way it's supposed to get, not only is the kick the kick return team in a disarray, but the mm-hmm. kickoff team becomes in a disarray too. The one thing that happens that a lot of people don't understand when a ball is squid is that the kickoff team, they right. abandon their assignment. Right. Because the ball right. is muffed. They, everybody wanted true. to go to the ball. True. True. Yeah. True. True. So I'm I'm True. running to the ball in the corner. Everybody just running to the ball. Like free for all. Banding their right. assignment. It was a little slick out there. It was like mm-hmm. October or something like that. November mm-hmm. or something like that. Cold slick, as hell. Little rain. Yes. A little <laughs> sleep rain. You know them days. Yeah. And I remember just calmness coming over me. Like, look, I I'm just don't want to make it worse. Like it's just football, it's a game. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> right. worst thing that can happen, I get tackled. <laughs> I felt like the worst thing already happened. Me dropping sure. the ball and then rolling back there. I'm like, right. that's the worst right here. So right. I can only right. make it better. <laughs> so I picked it up, DQ, and then I blacked out and I don't remember nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so so I gotta so E B is <laughs> yo, so I have to go back to some of the questions because that's why we're here. Okay. So E B yeah. E B has another question. Uh, let's see. Can you see it? Can you see the question on here? Yes. So yes, EB I says, can. can you tell everyone how you use, <laughs> you use the jumbotron to help you during kickoff return? That's Absolutely. a hell of a question, <laughs> man. And a, and a lot of people don't realize that. So I didn't know. Okay. So my first touchdown, my first uh, kick return touchdown against the Lions, <laughs> I caught the ball right. Uh-huh. So as I'm breaking it, I see myself in the jumbotron running. And I'm like, oh, that's me. So I'm running, and then I see R.W. McCordis. And the only reason I knew it was him, because he had dreads, too. He had locks. So he chasing me in the jumbotron. I'm looking up. I'm like, oh, man. He chasing. He about to get me. I'm like, he's close. Right, right. So I see him dive, and I uh-huh. so I jump. Uh-huh. I jump the same time that I see him dive. And then the messed up part is I didn't know that the jumbotron and what you see on the field is like a one yeah. second delay. Oh my lord! I, I oh didn't know lord. that. So I'm running <laughs> and on film, he dives, and after he dives, I I give a late jump because that's what that's what. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back there. I know it's on YouTube somewhere. I'm gonna have to go yes. back to that. So you basically yes. jump when no one was near you. Exactly. Basically. Oh exactly. my! Lord. I gotta go back and watch that. He, I gotta he go back already and watch dove. That. He already dove and then I jumped. And for no reason at all. And then I'm looking wow. up there for no reason. But I used to, I promise you, every time at our home stadium, 
because the <laughs> jumbotrons was right there. You could see it down the right. field. I would use it That's to run crazy. and see how things was like. I'm telling you, That's I, I used crazy, to use that bro. jumbotron, man. That's hey, you got to use all a, your weapons. That that's a hell of a, hey EB. I appreciate the question, bro, because I had no idea he used the jumbotron when he was okay. breaking free like that. So there's another. So there's another big play moment that I want to touch on. And I was actually injured during this time. I was on IR. I had torn my pec, and I remember I was in Tampa at a sports bar watching the game, and it was against the Kansas City Chiefs in like 2009. And if I'm if my memory serves me correctly, that game. You, you returned two kickoff returns for touchdowns, and you had over yep. almost 300 yards, you know, return yards. And right. are your cleats and jersey in the Hall of Fame because of that game? Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. That yes. that That's Doing one of – that. I mean, you were killing it during that time, man. So, let see, people are, are rolling in with questions. I can't really read it, but I'm going to bring it up here. We have Jared Edmonds. Tone's going to have to find that clip. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got – hey, Tone, Tone is producer. So, Tone, please find that clip. Uh, we're definitely going to check that out for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's go to another question here. I can't read it here, but it seems to be pretty big. Off the rails, Tone and Jim's. was there any punter or kicker <laughs> that got you <laughs> as the last line of defense that you wish you had made a different move because it would have been a touchdown? Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? I'd be uh, it's a question right now. Putting uh, returners in the in the Hall of Fame. You know, uh, I'm hoping Hester makes. I'm hoping I make it. But um, because you so guys in the same era, right? Because right. because Brian he's a Mitchell, little younger, right? Right? Because right. Brian, Brian Mitchell, Mitchell I grew up watching him. Right. Right. I emulate my um Jerry Rosberg, the uh, special team coach, said, "You ever heard of Brian is- Mitchell?" He was like, yes. I was like, of course, I'm from Washington, D.C. And right, he was like, right. follow that guy. Because he was a quarterback in college, too. Mm-hmm. So that's who yeah, I he, emulate. He yeah. Right, right. So Yeah, because Brian Mitchell, he, he's got so many he's just got He has so many, just as many records, if not more, than you have. So it's going to take right. that first but he played, returner. Right. But one yeah. thing separates me. And then I'm going to talk to you about the uh, – the um the kicker I should have did a different move on certain punters. I don't know who, who I should have did it on. But one thing okay. separates me from all the other returners is um I used to lead the league in tackles on coverage That's right. units. That's right. And That's I took right. great pride in that. That's Beat right. Double vices. That's how I really made the team. That really people don't understand. And you tackled some of the great. You tackled the Devin Hester's yes. and I tackled Hester plenty of times. You know, and a uh, lot of returners. Yes. Right. So that 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 separates you from a lot of a lot of other guys. And and I know I I would hate to be on that committee of the Hall of Fame to try to decipher who's worth what and who belongs to be in the hall before the other. But that was the one thing that I guess who has done it both. No, no one. No one. At that at that level, at that level. No one. You know, at that time when you were when you were playing well. And you were playing Wildcat. You were obviously one of the greatest, greater, greatest returners in the in the league. It was you, Devin Hester, and I compared you to like a Kasim Osgood. He was right. dope on special teams. Like he would exactly. go down, and you were yes. you were just as good covering as you I, were returning. I saw he's a little older than me. I watched mm-hmm. film on him. He used to always abandon his lane and 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 be like he'll be like the L five, but from all the way as a safety. He started hiding himself in, in the interior 
And a few, uh, the next year, I was like, you know what? I, I'm doing that. Because he used to let everybody be puns, and then he would go make all the time. <laughs> right, right. So I watched right. film on him, man. Just like I watched film on Hester, Brian Mitchell, anybody right. who was considered great, you got to take the best of their abilities and no adapt doubt. and make them your own. That's what I did. I took no Kazeem Osgood's strategy. I took a Devin right. Hester. I took a Brian Mitchell, Deontay right. Hall, Dante. Right. Like I took them all. So I made a move on uh my the guy the the punter no no the kicker who I should have made a different move was was Sebastian Janikowski. Now I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, that one of the greatest field goal kickers, kickoff guys out there, legend Sebastian. Wait, you let you said Sebastian Janikowski. You let him tackle you? I don't remember that guy. He didn't really tackle me, though. He threw his body at me. He literally <laughs> threw his body at me and tripped me up. Like, he was coming to get me, and then he just dove, like, real, mm, real funny. Mm, and mm, I and, and tripped because, you know, they got that – they had that bad grass out there that was really dirty. Right. I, I, I hated playing it. I hated playing it Oakland back in the day. I hated and, that that combination of, of, of grass and, and yes, clay. I hated and it. clay. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, that's why I'm, I was like, man, they built that stadium out there in Vegas. I'm like, why couldn't they have that then? <laughs> right. Let me pick it back off that question. If, so for as great as you were, and obviously, you know, I can go down the records here. I have them written down someplace here if I can find them. But out of, let's say, out of the eight kickoff returns that you have, currently there's no one else in the history of the National Football League to have more than you. You're currently at the, the seat of the, the head of the table in, in that regard. How many kickoff returns have you had called back, if you can remember? Interesting. Eight. What? Eight, Eight wow. returns called back. Wow. Oh, my God. And and that's a stat that wow. I, I wish they – I'm going to have to hit up uh, NFL wow. Network and be like, do this stat. You know, uh, right. there, was, there right. was games, you know, that I really didn't – Try to, I didn't care too much about the accolades. I really wanted to win. It was a certain point in Cleveland we were here. I'm like, man, we could win. I Every game, I, I go into the games like, man, we could really win. And being on the outside right. now, I'm looking like, man, some of these teams can't win. Like, you don't have the talent level. If I look at, <laughs> you know, outside looking in. Being, right, being right. on the team, DQ, I'm like, man, we had a good practice. Man, we could win. We would ball out on teams. Our defense <laughs> right. would lock down. But mm-hmm. we wouldn't score that many points. It's <laughs> right, never been, right. and, it, and it's not like the Browns was just awful. Teams were good. It was a tough league. The yeah, the, no uh, doubt. NFC North, the AFC North. I mean, it's a. I think one of the toughest conferences to play in when it rolls to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. I oh, no Baltimore, doubt. You know, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was one of the toughest conferences year in and year out. Where you had Chad Johnson and 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 T.J. Huzmanzada, and you had what was the quarterback for Cincinnati then? Uh, Carson Palmer. Carson you had Palmer. Baltimore was Ray right. Lewis, and just that ground and pound game. Ed Reed on the other side. Uh, that was a tough conference to be to play in, man. Uh, and, so uh, I, the Cincinnati Bengals had Chad Ocho. Like yeah, said, yeah. Huzman, they, I mean, everybody was stacked across. They the were board. stacked. They were stacked. So we had no even when we went ten and six being the first team since the 80s to win 10 games and not go to the playoffs. Right. You know, that right. that was a thing right. because Baltimore was was 11 and 5 and Steelers was 12 and 4 that year. You right. know, so it was right. difficult even right. for that. 
I see another question. It says, yeah, we got another <laughs> question uh, from Jared Emons. Did you ever lay any big hits on other returners? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one in particular, DQ, <laughs> was against uh, Antonio Brown when he was a returner for the Steelers. That's right. I forgot you know, about that. He was a returner. Yeah, he graduated from being a, just a returner to a good, yeah. a decent wide He was season. vicious. He was vicious back yes. then, that punt returner. Yes. Yeah. Until he mm -hmm. played against us. I used to love, oh my God, I would tackle him so much. One game I had four tackles on him just on kickoff. Four tackles. Uh -huh. So um, the last hit I put on him, and I even put one of these on my Instagram at, at one point, and uh -huh. I remember uh, AB was like, like, damn, Cribs, like, hey, again? <laughs> I was like, man, it's all <laughs> right. good, baby. Get on up, baby. Yeah, get on it's, up. it's all good, man. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. Day. You got yeah, many more man. plays to make. Right. I'm like, man, you're doing great things out there, man. It's all good, just not on special teams. That's all. Like, right, right. So, so, right, so let on. me let me uh switch gears for a second. I know you know since retiring. So basically, to sum up your career, you ended up having just been super, extremely productive. They rewarded you with a three year contract worth X amount of dollars. We don't need to say that. They can look it up themselves. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, injuries started to happen. We had a huge turnover of coaches and front offices. And 2009 rolls around and, you know, you're having some contract disputes. And it got fixed that next summer, heading to uh, the 2010 season. But walk me through, what was it like for you to finally, after you had, you know, broken many records and had franchise records with the Browns, when you got released? You know, that was your first experience with that. You know, you were undrafted and you had settled in in Cleveland. What was that process like? Because you had a basically a cup of tea with Oakland, right? And then you go on to play with the Jets and then you 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 finished up your career and we were teammates with the Colts. You know, what was that right. transition like for you? And Because I would imagine that that was a big shock for you. It definitely was, man. Uh, you know, not getting renewed with the Browns and uh, understanding – and see, the problem for me is I used to joke around because we would get a lot of players from different teams, like at the towards the end of their career. No doubt. And no and doubt. I'm like, and I'm like, man, and players, other vets were like, yeah, he on this tour. His tour day. And we used to joke around like, man, I'm ready for my tour, my tour de NFL, like a tour de France. Like, we ready for <laughs> right, our right. tour, our tour de NFL. <laughs> right. Like ready for the, the trial around different teams, sign one year deals. And even mm -hmm. though I joked about that a lot you know, during the stretch lines, we used to listen to music and be right, joking right. around and stuff. Um, it actually happened. I wasn't, my contract wasn't renewed. And right. um, I hit the free agency mark when um, I forgot who was the, uh, the actually the coach. Actually, he ended up being um, with the coach. Uh, was it Chud? 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 Yep. Yep, Chud. He ended up being like an interim here with the Browns. And he you know, Chubb yeah, was a was a big me. reason. It was a Chubb was a big reason that I remember when uh, the GM at the time with the Colts, he was. I guess they were looking looking at you, uh, and I right. think they were going to bring you in. When did you come in? Like uh, mid season, like October, yep. November, or something like that. And yep. I remember Chud approached me in the hallway. He was like, "Hey, you know, GM is looking at cribs. You know, I think he could help us. You know, he'll probably stop you in the hallway at some point, have a conversation. You know." We could use him. And that's right. just what happened. He, I think I was like lifting weights or something. And he grabbed me. He was like, hey, I'm thinking about bringing Cribs in. What do you think? I'm like, what do I think? It's a no-brainer. He's going right. to, we're going to be uh, instantly better in the return game. And he can cover. And he's going to instantly 
bring the credibility up in this room and he's going to force these young guys who are complaining about not playing to light a fire up under their ass, you know? Absolutely. So, and you, you had an immediate impact, immediate impact on that. So let me, let me, let me, uh, that let me was go fun, back. by the way. Oh, that, that, that was fun, that bro. First game. Yeah. Oh, I my God. That, that was... first game. I was tired. You know, I, I, oh my lord! Even though I've been training, you, it's different. You had your little football you, shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had your inhaler. And I was like, man, look at this dude. I was like, don't worry. All these, <laughs> just let him get some air. He'll be all right. Absolutely, Trust yes. Me. You yeah, know man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So let, let me. So have you played? Uh, so let me. Let me. Uh, I just had a, a memory just jump in my head about uh, you know some of the things that goes on in the locker room that uh, you know we all partake. And uh, it was uh, the game Blu-ray. Listen, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not, we're not gonna go into detail about it. But I remember playing okay. that game one time. Willie McGinnis tricked me <laughs> into bringing more money than I wanted to bring on a trip you because you know, right. the last game Absolutely. of the season, we'll catch a bus to Pittsburgh, and guys are trying to kill some time. And it was like, all right, bus three, yep. I think it was. Get on bus three, bring your money. Robert Smith, <laughs> Willie McGinnis. Uh, the usual uh, Dub, suspect. Dub. Yeah, yep. Sean, Sean Big Baby Rogers. Big Baby, yep. Man, I played this game, and I ain't going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you how much I lost, but it was enough <laughs> for me never to play the game again, bro. Fresh me, fresh me. Oh, my, they set me up. They set me man, up. Yes, they did. They was talking about it the whole time, like, hey, DQ getting on here, man. <laughs> see, he going to He going to bring on, he donating. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly donate. what I did. That's exactly yes. what I did. I donated. Yes. Yeah, right, right. you know what? That th those are the moments that that you know you you come to appreciate because it's all in good fun. Everyone has a story like that or another, Absolutely. either through uh, uh, rookie night. I had Willie McGinnis as my OG. You know, I had mm. to take him out. This is when LeBron was in Cleveland. I had to take him right. out. He went to you know Blue Point. You know, yeah. that was the first time I I experienced uh, Chris Style, Louis the Thirteenth. Mm. He ordered it all. And then we had to give them, get them uh, like courts, a courtside box and clean yeah. the arena for all the OGs, man. But but I loved every bit of it. You know what I'm mean? saying? We're still close yeah. to this day, and it's it's a badge of honor to say that mm -hmm. you know you you you've experienced it. Let me let me go to another question here for a second. Let's see what didn't we go to? Uh, I think this was probably the first one. Oh, off the rails tone tone and gems. Let's go. Excited for this. Okay, appreciate the love. Appreciate uh, let, let's switch gears for about some of the things you've done after retirement you know i noticed mm. you you know early in your career it's been a, quite some time now but right now you currently have a morning show with your wife called cribs and the cle yes take me through when did that come about and you know obviously it's regional television so i don't get to to see it but that's something that's been going on for quite some time now and, and maria my experience with maria she's hilarious and she exactly. says it's on her mind so I can exactly. only imagine how funny that show is. <laughs> man, she she's the star, man. For me, uh, after coaching with the, uh, the Browns in 2018, um, I felt like, you know, even – so after I coached, and DeQuell was the hardest thing for me to actually coach because I had right. not yet let the game go fully. Mm. I would look down at my slacks and, and, <laughs> and, 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 th and thought I had click on and was thinking like, oh, man. On third down, I was I was damn near about to run down and get ready to punt. <laughs> so being out there, it was like my heart used to drop with with the guys. 
Like I used to think I'm out there about to play. Like so I didn't fully let the game go. So it was like the greatest thing for me when yeah. we uh were able to get the TV show. It's on mm -hmm. uh it's on five days a week. It airs in mm -hmm. the morning at 9 30 and at night again on at, at, on the CW 43. But okay, listen, my okay. wife What's she the... gets to be the star. She's the star. It's, <laughs> no a, doubt. it's no entertainment. Doubt. And we don't talk much sports. It's just entertainment. And I, I give my, my two cents. I always talk about the Browns. I sometimes right, talk my football. Right. But look, man, like you said, man, my wife, she is her. Yeah, she's a star. She's a star. People be calling in, man. We be getting mail. They be like, take it easy on John. Don't say that to John. Hey, let, you're used to it John now. Talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, speak, yeah. you know what? Speaking of wives, my wife has a, a question for you. Of course, because you're she's a local and oh, she yeah. knows I I do not deal with go go. <laughs> I do not get deal with go go. I'm I'm slowly warming up to it. So uh, her question yet. is, you went, I'm not. You, went to Merlin, you know, man. yeah, it, it's I don't know, man. I just okay, I I'm warming up. I'm warming up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she says, who's your favorite go go band? All day, no question. It's back, y'all. Oh, I, I still listen I to go go, man. I still listen to her. Even especially during the pandemic, they was doing shows. I had called mm -hmm. a few friends. I mm -hmm. turned it on too and was just listening to it because you know they remake songs that's current and right, put the go-go right. beat on it. And it's nice right. and chill, man. I damn right. near no. I could smoke a cigar and listen to some go-go, man. Listen, Have my drink, household you know? is I I hear it more than I want to hear it. She's actually Christina's <laughs> actually going to a one of my friends, one of our friends, he's a chef here in DC and there's a you know anytime backyard is performing he doesn't hit me up yeah so christina and they oh, went to a wow. show they went to a show at the uh the wharf i forget what the venue is called but they've gone mm -hmm. to shows together i'm like i'm i'll sit at home i'm good i'm good I, i'll oh, hang yeah. out in the back smoke a cigar i'm slowly warming up to it slowly but it's up a it's it. a cultural thing man it's just because you didn't grow up in dc that's the only thing and hey, your wife says <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't let him DQ, hey, DQ definitely listen to the little backyard. Yeah, no, listen, day. there's been times I had a little, you know, of course. a little drink and start beating my yes. feet, you know. Uh, Absolutely, Vontae, there you go. Vontae, Vontae actually Davis. put me on to it at, our, at okay. our wedding. Speaking of Christina, so at our wedding years ago, uh, there was a go-go set, obviously. Wifey was not going <laughs> to not have music right. played at our wedding right. without go -Go, a go-go set. <laughs> And when that happened, it was That's like everybody perfect. from the DMV just came out of nowhere, started like, beating their hey. feet. And, and, I mean, you had to get into it, you know? Yes, it's infectious like that. It is, man. That's that's a, the cultural thing that's in D.C. is unique to Washington, D.C. in the DMV area. And um, even people who who know something about D.C. is like, that's the, the bind. If you can say, right. yeah, yeah, I know about that go-go, <laughs> right, -go. right. that's her right, head. Right. Like, oh, what you know about go-go? <laughs> right, yeah, right. that's like a key, right, the key right. to open the door. Yep. No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. So, so speaking to, before we, we got off track a little bit, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things you've been involved with. Obviously, you said you, you interned as a coach with right. the Browns and the Texans, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. you've been on, you've been, uh, have guests appeared on television shows, and and uh and movies the one movie called yes. was it the murders of brandy wine brandy wine yeah yo man. i looked that up <laughs> dude i don't do dolls man i don't do dolls dolls hey. creep me out <laughs> it was so, hilarious man you've been they in, supposed uh, to kill league. me off oh yes, yeah. what, what was your name brick 
brick or something like that or on the league oh no oh you talking uh, about on brandywine murders of yeah brandywine. yeah <laughs> man, i don't even remember my name man i watched i put it on for the kids and they mm -hmm. hate too they like man we don't like dogs don't be putting yeah, no scary do movies about dogs but no, they were supposed to dogs. kill me off i'm glad yeah. that the, uh, the director didn't kill me off yeah so you guest appeared in in the league the television show and hot in cleveland hot in cleveland yes. was with betty white I, I, you know yeah everyone loves but i don't know who, not Absolutely. many people that doesn't love Betty White. That that's right. that's dope, man. So any any new projects you're working on right now, currently, that we should know about? Well, well, um, just uh our TV show Cribs in the Sierra Lee is going to high bigger and greater heights, man. And I'm um doing broadcasting here in Cleveland. You know, I love Cleveland, yes. man. So oh, I know it. everything I know it. I know Cleveland, it. man. I'm you're the beloved radio. son in Cleveland. <laughs> hey, I try. I try, man. And like I said, like, I promise you, man, if you was to let, if you came to Cleveland and be mm -hmm. like, "Hey, man, I'm back, man." DQ, everybody be like, "Oh, that's DQ." What <laughs> well, I'm we're going to experience it tomorrow. We'll be on the plane. I'm exactly. bringing my son. So exactly. I haven't been back since I got released in what 2000, uh, 2014. So yeah, it'll be good to come back. You know, I've been reaching out to folks and what have you, and you know, we'll do a little bit of eating, a little bit of drinking, just just enjoy being back in that environment because you know Cleveland is was my first home. You know. Die hard, and, man. Die oh, hard. no doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. So uh speaking of television shows, because I was on the I went down this rabbit hole of <laughs> you had a reality show that I had no idea about. Called what really? was it called? Uh, crib, uh, uh Josh's Crib. Josh's Crib. Josh's and there was crib, an episode yeah. that pops up. If for anyone <laughs> listening, I, I highly <laughs> recommend you look up. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what, what's the name of it? Uh, Josh's Crib. Uh, Josh's Crib, episode yeah. seven. We all know uh, EB because he's tuning in. Uh, we all know Sean Smith. We call him Box. Yeah. So it's an Box. episode where you go to like Z 107.9. You record some like uh, promo. You were doing something <laughs> for like uh, uh, Halloween. And then yeah. you leave there and do a, some community service project. And out of all people to try to put together some play set to go on the player is you and Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. And the playground. Oh my lord. Yeah. And that 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 yeah. was that was almost embarrassing to watch. I'm like, y'all can't put nothing together, bro. Like, what was that? Man. To the point, it was so bad. The staff of the Browns that had to come on was like, listen, this isn't <laughs> safe. Come like, we help. have to we have to figure this yeah. out because we they can't. They almost let kids had to take it apart. Yes, they almost had to take it apart and put it back together. Cause they expected <laughs> us to do that, and uh, mm -hmm. man, you, you know how box is, man. man box took it and was like, Man, I know what I'm doing, give me them directions. Nah, man, we nah, had pieces, nah, extra, extra screws. <laughs> I'm like, Man, like, so let, no extra screws. So, Chris, let me let me ask you this because I feel like you were natural at the returner position, and things right. that you did came, it would come easy to you. You know, there, there's been times in my experience in the league where you meet guys that are great and you watch them on film and you know why. And when I watched you and been in the meeting room with you, been on the field with you, played next to you, it was almost like it, it came easy for you. You know, in terms of how did you get to the, the you, I feel like you had a PhD in kickoff returns. How right. did, was it anyone to teach you how to set up blocks, how to manipulate blocks, how to make my job easier, blocking the R5s mm. and all the guy. Like, where did that come from? Wow, man, that's that's a good question. Um, it was the fact that I played both sides. 
And mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the of the return, the kickoff coverage and the kickoff return unit. I knew the responsibilities of the return of the kickoff guys. I knew got that it, they had responsibilities. They had lane assignments. You know, mm-hmm. guys on the left side were supposed to attack from the left. The right, the, the right. two, the two, for instance, on the yes. any R2 to L2, he has contained. So mm-hmm. if you threaten his outside, he's supposed to stay, be the widest guy. The right. one is the safety. He's the safety. He's not attacking, he's the safety. So mm-hmm. knowing just that, I'm running at the two. He's not attacking me. He's widening it. He's widening. And I knew his response. So I, I would always run at the two. Everybody would try to fold over the top and then I would cut it back. It was just a simple thing of two gapping. If guys didn't two gap the quail, that's that's what made your guys, your blocking assignments easier. Because right. if they try to sniff the ball, if I run right and they try to run right over, it'll make the assignments real easy. I would I would just Go right, mm-hmm. like you said, go right. right. And then at the last minute, I will cut back behind your block and they will run right into you guys, which made it easier. Right. And that's right. setting up the block. No and doubt. the only thing that um that defenses could do was two gap. If everybody right. did their job, I would just get to the 20 right. to 25 every time. Right. But it was a win. Thing. Right. Everybody didn't always do their job. And if we did, we always had success. So, so uh, it, before, yeah. I, bef- before I go to this next question, it sparked a memory in my mind, which I didn't cover. So back in high school, you were, you lettered in not only football, basketball, baseball, and Absolutely. swimming. Yes. Okay. We'll get to the baseball side in a minute. You were a swimmer. Please tell me that's not true. Is that true? Yes. I was a swimmer. You Back actually stroke, competed as a stroke. swimmer? Yeah, yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely, man. Really? I, I really? grew up around a pool. We always had a swim pool. Every summer, I'm out that thing racing lifeguards and, <laughs> and having a good time. So, um, within the basketball year, I would uh, cause swimming and basketball was in the same year. So I would go to swim practice right after school, and basketball mm-hmm. didn't start till four. So right after school ended. Three Did you have any? I'd you were playing sports year around. The only thing you didn't all, do was all track. year round. All year round. Wow. See, we ran track too. I just didn't let her in it. We mm. just got out there. We just went to run on meets every time. But I couldn't, right. man. I that's one sport I didn't like was track. I ran one four. No one I ran one four hundred. I was throwing up after that. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> right. No, nah, especially with this. your inhaler and all that. No, nah, that's not I, absolutely, absolutely, man. But swimming, that was my thing. Okay, so let's 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 change the, let's switch gears to go to baseball because mm. I, I heard you do an interview and you talked about and I didn't know this. You talked about how when you were being recruited out of high school, you were actually a really good baseball player. And Absolutely. part of the part of the lure in Kent State into bringing you on was the idea that you could potentially play baseball. Were you really that good? Absolutely. I had a, a baseball scholarship to Texas. And so let me wow. tell you this, a quick story. Um, one, of, one of my good friends in Dunbar, uh, we, had, we had a tryout, a mm-hmm. trial for um, majors. And they was doing an area yeah, yeah. trial for uh, high school students, for uh, juniors and seniors. Well, uh, they had like two spots. Um, and my friend, who was a better football player, he got, he got taken and selected and played for Anaheim. So he went and played mm-hmm. AAA ball. 
he got a fifteen thousand dollar um signing bonus in high school. Wow. That he used wow. and and was fresh every day, wearing fresh clothes. I'm like, and then he mm-hmm. went off and played baseball, which was my favorite sport at the time. And I was right. like, man, forget that. I'm gonna take my scholarship to Kent. So that kind of right. led me into that direction of playing football because I didn't get accepted to play, you know, for Anaheim for the Triple A team, you know, in right. high school. Did so? Did you ever consider it once you got to Kent State, or was it? Oh, just, definitely, okay. I definitely did. But being the quarterback, it wasn't yeah, an it opportunity for me mm-hmm. to, because uh, it it took so much of my time, and then I still had to go to class and do baseball was all year round sport as well. They would be practicing right. the same time we was practicing uh during um um spring training. They out they practicing too and playing. So even though they right. recruit you, so mm-hmm. people out there who want to recruit, they'll say what they gotta say to get you there. Right. With no right. intention to let you do it. Because look, no Antonio doubt. Gates, Antonio Gates was supposed to play basketball too. I mean football. Yeah. He was right. supposed to play football, right. but the coach ain't let him. He came out there one time, coach basketball coach was like, nah, come on back and you're a basketball player. Man, that that is that is so. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you. I I didn't realize this until I you you agreed. I reached out to you. We hadn't spoken in God knows how long, but it's right. gonna be great to see you this weekend. And I appreciate you spending the time and chop it up with me and just reminisce about Heck some yeah. old Cleveland days. Um. So there's so much. There's so much I want to talk to you about, man. So how did you decide? Cleveland was going to be the place for you after you you retired. You know, I know you. You know, you're, you're in. I'm not going to say where you are. I know everybody say that, man. Are. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, being from DC, like I love. I'm not from DC, and I love DC. I love what right. DC, Maryland, Virginia area has to offer. Oh man, stop it, man! You making me want to come back to DC. <laughs> no, nah, but look, man, um, it's just you know having this. Um, I tell you this: when I when I left Cleveland and went to Oakland, I got mm-hmm. homesick. I was out there in the Bay Area. I literally right. got homesick to Cleveland because remember, I've been out here my whole adult life. I left right. uh, uh, high school and went to Kent State, which is only 45 minutes away. Right. So from 2001 right. to 2012, I was mm-hmm. in this area. So this is, you know, home to me. Right. So for me right. to have went out there to open to other states, that that wasn't my home. Being away mm-hmm. from D.C. for over 10 years, over a decade, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Northeast Ohio became my home. And and mm-hmm. it, it got to the point where people stopped, stopped remembering I'm not even from here. They they always right. related me and right. be like, man, right. a hometown kid. Yeah, you're the beloved son, man. Yeah, I be like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't interrupt him. I just be like, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this, man, because you're you're like the beloved son there in Cleveland. It's your your home away from home. We we still love Absolutely. you here in DC. Uh, I'm sure you 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 come back and and you know DC is not gonna forget Josh Cribs and the guys that you played with. The just from high school, these guys have gone on to have tremendous careers in the right. league, and you know Vernon is into acting, and you've yeah. done some acting. You you know you, I believe you still do. You still um, didn't you own a bounce house? And, and yeah, Royalty, I did. Royalty? I did. Okay, okay. I did in Strongsville. Yep, yep. Mm, Doing mm. business. Yep. Real estate yeah, now, man. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Multiple streams of income, man. No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. Uh, so let me ask you this. Um, is there any coach? I'm going to tell you this. I, I'll tell you this. The, it's not a matter of if, 
it's a matter of when you're going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to tell you this right now, whether it rains, sleet, or snow, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there Heck front yeah. and center. I'll Heck be there yeah, front and center. You, Joe Thomas, because those those days in Cleveland, obviously we didn't win many games. 2007 was the breakout year. We had Jamal Lewis, Braylon, uh, Kellen Winslow, you. Yep. A ton of guys made the Pro Bowl. And that was like the moment where everyone thought, okay, Cleveland is back. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it just blew up from that moment. Um, but that that's an awesome, awesome freaking feat. I'm, I'm so right. happy for you, bro. And I'm going to check and see if we have any other qu- questions right now that I hadn't. EB has been blowing us up. Uh, <laughs> I think he had something about Seabad. Uh, he called. So EB actually played with um, the kicker. So I guess his nickname is Seabass. Yo, I think Seabass. Yeah, Seabass, yeah. Because <laughs> I played out there with him in Oakland as well. Seabass. Yeah, that, so that, that's man. great, man. That's great. That's great. So yeah. um, so I recently found out through Instagram that you finally – what's your oldest daughter's name? Kamara? Kamara, Kamara yeah. Kamara, Kamara, yeah. She just recently – you just recently dropped her off to college. Yes. You have one child in the house. What's that like, man? Because you're you're a young guy. You got a you have a a grown child now. What's that like? (laughs) Man, I tell you what, man, having a daughter like like you know, at that age, I talk to her more now that she's in college than I did when she was in my house. Like (laughs) I talk to her a lot more on the phone because when she's in my house, I'm worried about her, you know, when she's not in my house, I'm worried about her safety, where she at. Who right, she with? Right. And I'm still trying to let her have that college experience. Right, right. I'm gonna right. keep it real, man. She, I, she was a sheltered child growing mm-hmm. up here, out here in the suburbs, sure. being at North sure. Royalton High School see, in the suburbs. <laughs> sure. So going sure. down there, she's at a uh, and HBCU. Okay, okay. And uh, she is uh, shout out to the HBCU. The fun, yeah, she's having the the time of her life, and she mm-hmm. was talking about get transferring to Howard. And I'm like, man, look, you don't want that DC, that DC life. <laughs> hey, listen, she'll I, I be well taken care of because I have a oh, niece yeah. living with me right now because of COVID and everything. She's living with us right now. She goes to Howard. You know, my wife is a Howard grad. Yeah, her mother, okay, father, yeah, yeah. Howard grad. So she will be, she will be in, in good company. So yes, EB, indeed, because man. because he he's paying attention <laughs> to us. That like, you bad. You can beat Kelly the game a horse of the luck. Yeah, hey, yo, yo, that that yes. used to everybody yo, don't I know love, what that is. Right. No one knows what that is, man. And I tell you what, it was after so for the people who don't know what that is, so after a practice, particularly like let's say training camp, you know, everyone's spatted yeah. up, tape on their wrists, tape on their ankles. We would ball it up and somehow, some way it, <laughs> it basketball. What? How many shots in a basket? And it got serious. Guys would actually bet serious. money. We were the bad news yeah. bears. <laughs> we had so much fun in that <laughs> locker room, bro. Yes, uh, we had fun. We had to. We, we had, had fun, to have man. fun. It was like our it, little it, club. It was some of the. It was some of the yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me let me let me go to, towards the end of your career for a second before I get you out of here because you've been a, you've been a great sport. So I have to ask you this. All right, so I'm gonna have Chuck Pagano on the show here in a few weeks. And we're going to talk about some things that happened 2014 AFC Championship game. Mm, now, mm. we've never talked about it. And you've had a, a great career. Right. The first game you were a Colt, you, you made an instant impact returning the, the, the football, whether it was punt or kickoff return. 
We needed it because we had Andrew Luck at the helm. Mm -hmm. So AFC Championship game, 2014, co or the Patriots win the toss. We go out as a defense. We're amped up. We just we had just beat Peyton Manning the week before. Right. Do you remember? I'm gonna get to my question, but before we get to that question, do you remember the plane ride back from Denver? No. When we beat. De oh my! Exactly. I don't remember either because it was that much fun. It was that it was, much fun. It was crazy. It, it was, look, it, we it never was had crazy. experienced that. That was my nah, first man. time experiencing a playoff, and not man. not just that, but a huge win like that. Huge you know, win. I had, we, had to, we had to leave Cleveland, unfortunately, right. to experience right. playoff. Right. And right. No that doubt. meant that no we doubt. was one more game closer to get to the Super Bowl. Yes. So, so it was crazy. I, so I don't yeah, remember. It was crazy. It was, I, I don't, it was I don't remember. Alcohol either. involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't, it, was, it was a damn good time. I can tell you that. So let me go back to the question I was setting up. So we get we go out and get a three and out. And listen, you've had so many great moments. And I remember we the were playing ever. The Patriots <laughs> were, were playing. And I hate and I hate to bring this up, but you, got you know, to, though. I hate to bring it up, but so we get a three and out with the Patriots. They punt the ball. You're back there. I'm on the bench. It's cold. You know, it, it's one of those games where we're we're, we're amped up on the sideline. We just stopped Tom Brady and New England Patriots, the three and out. We got this. Punt happens, it goes off. Like, take me through what happened on that play, man. Man, I hate to bring it, this up. I, just take me through. What I happened. had my. Now nah, you have to, man. This is it's so monumental because, you know, that actually was my last punt of my NFL career. My punt return of my NFL career. Um, I uh, it hit off my face. It was uh, mm -hmm. the ball seemed like it was crazy. It was yeah, raining. It was cold. The wind it was, was cold, blowing. Yeah, yeah. The wind was blowing yeah. and. It was just crazy. I, I remember uh, the special teams coach at the time, we had a disagreement. Mm -hmm. And um, I always told him if I didn't feel comfortable catching the ball, I let it hit. Because, you know, I always right. would say this, ball yeah. security is job security. Not no, that <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Not that night. It hit off my visor, and I fumbled. I muffed the punt. Let's and it was the last yeah. time I ever was out there returning. It took me. It took me months to get over that, to understand yeah, I, I that knew you, I, knew you were I wasn't, oh yeah, heartbroken wasn't yeah. the word, yeah. but I was devastated, man. It was, it was like uh, the lowest point. And it was, it was almost as if that needed to happen, man. I, I you know, not yeah. that it needed to happen. I just felt, you know, crushed being the person who I wanted to be, having the type of success of my career that I've had, right. then to, to end it on that note. Now, I was right. excited and I can revel in the fact that I had a good career, that I had a chance to taste the playoffs, the AFC mm -hmm. championship game, to play some mm -hmm. of, against some of the greatest athletes right. ever. It was a Tom meaningful Brady, football game. Painting, yeah. Manning. Yes, it was a meaningful right. football game. Not just that, but to get over it with no excuses, to understand, hey, man. I played the best football, the best. I was one of the best that ever was. Yeah. So, Got the so we're not. Pro Bowls and, and I yeah, ain't yeah, about man. how you say. I could have had a big excuse, Quill. I could have been like, <laughs> man, the ball wasn't pumped up, man. Right. No air, man. Right. The ball was because it ain't had no air. Right. So that's a. Right. That was the game that the infamous uh, interception by me created this whole buzz about the flake gate. And I can't wait to have Chuck Logano on here because we're going to talk about it. And I hope he's not paying attention right now because 
we're going to talk about it because no one came to my defense. Too. Oh yeah, it, it'll be. It'll... Oh, I will talk about it. People don't understand <laughs> how easy it was uh, to catch a ball that lacked air during that so, time of okay. year. So I'm they were catching all the balls. Yes. Right. I'm. I'm glad you bring that up because I'm not a receiver. I don't touch the ball like that. So I and didn't yet know. You caught that thing. Yeah, I don't know how it now in hindsight because I've done my research and talking to different guys. It made sense for the ball to be under inflated in 20, 10 degree weather, rain yes. to allow receivers to squeeze the ball to catch it. So yes. I'm not gonna leave you on that note. I'm gonna get you out of here. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna I wanna throw out some numbers here. We we can't leave on that note. Some Browns franchise records that you're a part of. You have the most career kickoff return yards in over 10,000 yards. You have most combined kickoff and punt return yards at over 12,000 franchise record. You have most career all-purpose yards at over mm. 14,000. This four more. You have most all-purpose yards in a single season over 2,500 yards. It's crazy. Preach the quail. The quail preach. And, and <laughs> the, 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 the most combined kickoff and punt returns, you have 11. And I didn't mm. say, and I, and there's another stat that's not in front of me that I remember off the top of my head. You have your 11 career kickoff and punt returns career-wise in all time in the history of the National Football League, ranks fifth all time. So mm. you've had a, a hell of a career. Uh, you know, I'm your big, I, I'll always be one of your biggest fans. It's going to be great to see you. Hopefully I'll see Maria and the kiddos this weekend. We're going to have a great time at the banquet. We're going to, yes. you know, hopefully the Browns can pull off a win. It's my birthday on, uh, on Sunday, the 26th. So, what? Josh. Happy birthday, yeah. Happy birthday yeah. early, man. I, yes, I appreciate it. So, so Chris, I appreciate your, your your time and your perspective as always. It's going to be good to see you this weekend, bro. And thank you for man, doing thanks it. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, man. It's awesome. No doubt. No doubt, man. Future Hall of Fame. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there when, when you, yes, you're doing you your is. speech. I will be you there. You're going to get that invite. Be you better be there. <laughs> No doubt. All right, folks, that's it, man. The first live show with my buddy, uh, my good friend and former teammate, Josh Cribs. He's one of the greatest returners to ever play the game. And I have the luxury of knowing him. EB obviously has been trolling us all <laughs> all session here. He, he, he was definitely a fan in that locker room. So, Cribs, I appreciate that's it, bro. Man. Yes, all right, sir. You take care. Man, I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir.